Welcome to the Jewish Diaspora Reports, this week in Diaspora History. Let's get started. March 13, 1918, Lucerne, Switzerland. The American Magen David Adom was established. Dr. Moses Erlanger first conceived the concept of Magen David Adom, or the Red Shield of David, in Lucerne, Switzerland, and established an association to help with the wounded and Jewish prisoners during World War I. In 1918, the establishment of Magen David Adom, USA, an organization that dealt with the medical work in Eretz Israel and tried to establish the local organization to rival the Red Cross. But the attempt to expand the operations in Israel failed. The organization thrived in North America and had 70 branches and 25,000 members. Other branches were established in Canada, England, and a small branch in Tel Aviv. In 1950, the Megen Davida Dome Law was enacted, and the Megen Davida Dome Rescue Organization was legally recognized as Israel's primary emergency and rescue organization. This was done to be able to join the Red Cross organization. In practice, however, this was officially accomplished in 2006 due to disagreements about the organization's symbol. March 14, 1960, West Germany Israel's David Ben-Gurion and West Germany's Konrad Adenauer met to discuss numerous issues. In 1960, just 15 years after the Holocaust, the possibility of a meeting taking place between these officials from Israel and Germany was not easily accomplished. The memory of the Nazi crimes and the silence of most of the German population was still fresh among Holocaust survivors in Israel. In the mid-1950s, Israel was prepared, in theory, for the establishment of formal relations with West Germany. But the German side was holding back because of the broader political contexts. It feared response from the Arab countries in particular. The two sides decided while they were in New York for visits on other official business, they would stay at the same hotel, the prestigious Waldorf Astoria in Manhattan. Only two floors separated the rooms of the two politicians. Many journalists had heard rumors about the planned meeting and waited in the hotel corridors, hoping to catch a photograph and report on the historical moment. During the conversation, the two men discussed various topics such as monetary support for Israel, provision of arms to the IDF, problems with integrating new immigrants to Israel, and the kibbutz movement. The positive conversation led to an agreement on financial support for Israel for many years and ultimately also the establishment of diplomatic relations five years later. Upon Ben-Gurion's return to Israel, fierce opposition awaited him from the political right, which viewed any official contact with German representatives as betrayal of victims of the Holocaust. In 1966, Adenauer came to Israel on a private visit, during which he met Ben-Gurion. A year later, Ben-Gurion traveled to Germany for a state ceremony in honor of Adenauer, who had died at the age of 91. The first Prime Minister of the State of Israel thus paid his final respects to the first Chancellor of Germany. March 16, 1190, York, England Jews of York, England kill themselves rather than submit to baptism. A wave of anti-Semitic riots culminated in the massacre of an estimated 150 Jews. Anti-Semitic feelings were running high throughout Western Europe in the 12th century, stoked by the Christian fervor for the Crusades. This directed aggression against Jews across England, France and Germany, as well as Muslims within the Holy Land. The Jews were officially protected by the king as his feudal vassals and sought protection by barricading themselves in the royal castle. 
The rioters, meanwhile, were egged on by members of the local upper class. These upper class men saw the riots as an opportunity to wipe out their extensive debt owed to Jewish money lenders in the city. As a group of knights arrived to attack the castle, supported by siege machines, seeing no way out, most of the Jews chose to commit suicide. The alternatives were to renounce their faith and surrender to forced baptism or death at the hands of the mob. After killing their wives and children and setting fire to the wooden castle, they killed themselves. A few Jews refused the option of suicide, but it seems that their fate was no better, dying either in the fire itself or being murdered by the rioters. After the massacre, those upper-class men from the town proceeded to burn all records of their debts, absolving themselves of any repayment to the king, who would acquire the property and debts of the murdered Jews. This has been another episode of This Week in Diaspora History on the Jewish Diaspora Report. Don't forget to check out some of our other episodes on your favorite podcast source and look us up on social media at jdr.podcast. We'll see you next time. 